Bob. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be here. So I was uh, trying to jog my memory. Uh, uh, May of 2017, PyCon in Portland. Um, there was a birds of a feather meeting. It was like uh, the testing birds of a feather. And I was ner- nervous because I wanted to talk at it. I was like going to try to get up and talk. And um, and I was sta- we were standing outside and you're standing there. And you came up to me and said, "Hey, are you Brian?" and or something, and we just started talking. Um, and I had already covered you, or Michael and I had already covered a couple uh, things about uh, PyBytes on uh, Python Bytes, <laughs> and um, and it was cool to meet you in person. So uh, I 2017 was a long time ago, but it wasn't really. Uh, but mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. now it feels like I've known you for a long time. So, Six years. Yeah. yeah. I remember that PyCon. <laughs> was it so? Was that the first uh, PyCon you've been PyCon US you were you've been to, or or yes, been to others? Okay, yeah, yes. Oh, me yeah, too. So, so we have kind of a similar history of PyCon. So uh, that was the second Portland Python. Since I'm in the area, so of course I wanted to go. But the 2016, I couldn't get tickets. Uh-huh. I I tried too late. So I, right, right. Yeah, it was Portland. Yeah, it was a it's a really nice one. Six years, yeah, that's where we uh, started to get into the space, and that's kind of when PyByte.es or PyBit.es, PyBytes. Uh, you and uh, Julian got started, right? I mean, yep. You started doing the code challenges. They were GitHub challenges, and like I looked back, the the README first commit was January of 2017. So correct. Um, yeah. And then, and then it just kind of grew. So you did the the GitHub challenges. Then you made the cha- I don't know the order. The, there's the platform, the code challenges platform, which is cool. You had a Slack associated with it. Uh, you're blogging about it. I guess the blog came with the cha- code challenges, right? You you and Julian were blogging about it. What yeah, was, we we, so we started the, in. Yeah, what was the order of how you guys did this stuff? Yeah, we. It was Christmas break, 2016. Julian and I, Julian Sequeira, right, the other half of uh, PyBytes. We were looking for some adventure because we were talking about, you know, launching something, doing some coloration, so some project, and um, and we like happened to like Python, right? And he was a complete beginner. I already had coded in it for a couple of years. So I said, well, let's just start a Python blog. Like there are millions out there, right? <laughs> People can definitely use yet another blog, but we just had it needed some outlet to to share learning and and create that community um so we started a blog uh pretty quickly we found a niche of, of code challenges right of, of launching these these challenges because we thought well a lot of what's out there is, is pretty pretty theoretical so we want to teach by learn by doing right and and teach yeah. through code challenge so we started to launch these code challenges on the blog every week on monday we would launch a challenge by friday we would solve it and compare solutions and that was really like the the fundamental the fundamentals of PyBytes. then we added a slack community on top of it and then we built our platform where we uh, we managed to that was actually uh, a platform to automate to get get a pull request uh, uh, stuff but we actually shifted away from that to solve the exercises in the browser and using AWS Lambda in the backend, which I think we spoke about on, on testing code at some yeah. point. And then later, like 
flash forward to 2020, uh, we started getting into coaching and that's what we mainly do these days. Okay. So there's, I was going to ask about that, but you, well, you're also, okay. You also wrote a book. You have a podcast that where mm -hmm. you and Julian are talking about stuff and you, uh, started a YouTube channel, not too awfully long ago, mm -hmm. or has it been about a year or how long you've been doing that? You know? Yeah, on and off. I think it's two years or so. Okay. Yeah, but more seriously, like a year ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you uh, remind me again. You had been coding in Python a couple of years before you started this. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tw Twenty twelve. I I found Python and and didn't look back. Okay. Did you know other yeah. languages before that? Uh, mostly scripting. So I started with PHP and shell scripting and went into Perl, a little bit of Java, but then I, I found Python and yeah, okay. that that's it. Settled. And this, what, and what, uh, what code, what like space were you doing? Why were you, why were you doing scripting and stuff? Were you doing uh, networking or? Oh, I, I was a technical support engineer at Sun, okay. uh, Sun Microsystems. And um, so, well, I actually have a finance background, <laughs> but I moved to Spain and, you know, I went that, that was the work I could find, right? To become a support engineer, uh, supporting Unix systems, which at the start I didn't know anything about. Um, but I, I grew to like it and the whole command line stuff and scripting. And um, then there was this opportunity to to build some automation tools on the job to make yeah. uh, the support engineer's lives easier or happier. And uh, that's where I got into scripting. And why did, um, why did Julian get into it? You remind me? Do you remember? Good question. So he was he was more like a hardware engineer, um, swapping faulty components on those servers. That's actually also where we met, right? Uh, remotely in Sun Microsystems. Um, but yeah, he, he has just a, a general interest in encoding and, and solving problems. Okay. Yeah. But he comes more from a hardware background. Now, fast forward. So it's been uh, my math's not that great. Did you say five years, seven years, six years? I don't know. Six, uh, six and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Since we started. Yeah. Are you, are you still, is this still a side project thing or is PyBytes turned into a full-time job? Yeah. For me, it is a full-time job now. Okay. And PyBytes has become a business in a sense that we, uh, we have people working for us, not full-time, but, uh, we have a team of coaches, right? So we have eight coaches right now. Uh, so many a career coaches as well. So nine coaches actually. Wow. But Julie and myself, that's actually 11 people. Um, so yeah, it's, it has grown quite a bit, um, mainly said, because of the PDM program. Okay. Yeah. So the PDM, that's the, what, remind me what that means, PDM. Uh, PyBytes Developer Mindset. So a 12-week coaching program. Yeah. Okay. And that's your, that's your coaching program. And that started in 2020. Mm -hmm. What, mm -hmm. I, I do want to, I'm curious about this. So I want to like poke at this a little bit. The, sure. Uh, what made you start coaching? Yeah, that's a great question. So <clears throat> it was the end of 2019. We had been helping hundreds of people at that point, right, through the Slack community and, and mainly the platform. There are also some 100 Days of Code courses with uh, Michael, right, the Talk Python. And we're, we're kind of stuck in a sense as well. Like we were a bit bored and doing the same thing. I mean, we, we liked it, um, but we were just looking for how can we have a bigger impact, right? And we just noticed like, if we would work one-to-one -one with people 
um, we would really help them become developers. Um, I mean, our platform does a great job at teaching them the Python skills and endorsing that deliberate practice, but there was much more to it, right? To, to build a project end to end, uh, you need to know the tooling, the testing, there's also mindset involved actually. <laughs> so we, we started to put together a new offer, um, and decided that coaching would be the way to, to help people getting there, there faster and, and with more guidance. And that's how we uh, went into coaching. And is this a custom thing? Like, do you customize for each person or is it, yes. do, do you have like a set amount of stuff you go through or, okay. Yeah, it's not a bootcamp. So uh, we, um, people come to us with applications they want to build. And that can be a pretty complex, advanced, wild. Um, and we, uh, we help them one-on-one. So that's the fun part. They get to build what they want. And it challenges us to also learn new things and uh, help them make it happen. That's pretty cool. And then uh, about is it vary in range? Well, they're common trends. So a lot of people want to do web development. So they end up with fast API or Django. But then the app idea is still very uh, broad. Oh, yeah. I mean, can can vary. <clears throat> but uh, like but how... they're, they're common set of tools, right? They they use. Is it a fixed time frame or open ended? 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they typically do one to three apps. So it depends a little bit. Like some people want to land a developer job. So they might do three apps that vary, you know, web data, bit of DevOps. So they try to add some ver- uh, variation. But there are other people that want to build their startup. So <laughs> they do 12 weeks dedicated on their idea that turns out to become a startup. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. Yeah, I was curious about that because, twelve. Like, if somebody came and said, "I have this startup idea, but I don't know how to do it," um, you can't really do two other projects and then focus on that in the last month or so. But maybe, um, yeah, cool. Um, that's pretty exciting. How many people have you reached through the PDM, or do you do you know the numbers? Uh, around one hundred and twenty right now. That's really great. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, the, one of the things I love, um, I like. <laughs> One of the things I love about the, you guys, both you and Julian, is that you're approaching a lot of this. Like you said, there's tons of blogs out there already, but there's there's like a different. You guys have a different spin on it. The um, like your your I lo- love the idea for your your podcast where you kind of bounce back and forth between technical stuff and then Julian's mindset things because <laughs> the Julian thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. So, okay. So there's a, you're kind of, are you guys different, different, definitely different personalities or. Oh is, yeah. Okay. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> so this, this claimer, we are also best friends, um, but we couldn't be more different as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I'm more like the developer, uh, more into the techie stuff, the Python. Uh, I, I love mindset, right? The Stoics and, and, and the philosophy. I've, I've, I've studied philosophy, not prof- you know, in, in a degree, but I've always been reading about it. So okay. I'm definitely on that that mind stuff. But uh, when it comes to PyBytes, I'm more like on the tech. Now, he's on the mindset, right? Yeah. I'm more a bit more introverted. He's more extroverted. Uh, so we're, we're pretty different. But I think that's also where, where the chemistry lies, you know? Well, definitely because I've I've been the I've had to push myself to be more of an extrovert, 
Um, naturally, I think I'm just a book, bookworm. I'd rather just sit in a library and read a book and not talk to anybody. So nice. So uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually just went to my family and I just went to the library for the first time uh, in a long time and like came back with like 60 books or something. We we're like, what's the limit? They said 100. Like, I think we can hit that. We didn't hit 100. <laughs> but um, anyway, but yeah. it's easy with like uh, uh, art books and cookbooks uh it's easy to to go up high so i'm trying to make pizza right. lately um oh nice so i we kind of swung by the spain thing um mm. quickly did were you born in spain or how did you get to spain not at all like at 20 years of age i i couldn't even say hola or que tal i wouldn't know anything <laughs> i would even i i had more like a knack for france and i was i was doing these yearly interval uh trips so where you buy like a month train uh pass and you can like train your way through europe uh unlimited um so i was doing that like in summers and yeah like where in, were you where were you at living at the time the rest so of I'm, I'm originally dutch so i was living in holland i was studying in amsterdam okay uh, so i had these yearly trips train trips and uh yeah if you would have asked me by 2001 maybe even 2002 if if i would go to spain as a nah not interested until until i <laughs> i visited the country in 20 2003 and kind of fell in love and um started to pick up the language and i like yeah i want to live here <laughs> you know so um what about what, did, what about it later. makes yeah. you what, what is better about spain than other places you've been <sighs> Well, there are a lot of good places, right? Um, but what attracted me to Spain was, I mean, the weather. In Holland, we get pretty shitty weather. Um, <laughs> the people, they're definitely positive, nice. And again, in Holland, there's also a lot of nice people. But just, just general, right? Your, your impressions when you're traveling. Um, the culture, you know? So it was to me a, a very, yeah, it, it felt very welcoming to me. Okay, I've never been to Spain, but I looked on a map, and you're kind of you're you're on the uh, east side, on the east coast. Is that right? Yes, uh, correct. And there's a there's a west coast also. Is there are there the, di big differences <laughs> east, between the two? East and west coast. Yeah, there. I mean, if you go all the way to the west, you're you're in Portugal, so that that's a bit different. Um, I mean, there's a lot of similarity as well, but uh, yeah, that's it, it's it's different. Yeah. Okay. But here, yeah, it's this nice uh, Mediterranean Mediterranean climate and, and vibe, good food, uh, yeah. beach. So it's that's nice. I talked to somebody from Palma once. Uh, that's not that far from where you're at, right? I mean, I, I mean, you, you can't drive there. It's a but it's an island, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah relatively close, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you know, when I look at pictures of like where you're at, I'm like, why? the question is why are what not why do you live there but it's why why don't i live there that looks <laughs> looks pretty awesome so yeah i have uh, to say it was not like a direct switch right i i first went to madrid uh, there i lived for eight and a half years then i went to murcia which is more like a rural site uh and then i went we went to uh, alicante uh, so it was kind of a, a whole progression in a sense okay we, we made it yeah well, you say we, so you have a family there then? Oh yeah, my me and my wife and the two kids. Did yeah. did you meet your wife in Spain or did you 
Were yes. you guys married before you? Okay. In Madrid. Yeah. Nice. I was going to ask you how warm it is there, but I don't, I might not understand your answer. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I might translate it. So it's 30 ish degrees. So that might be 80, 90 Fahrenheit. It's okay. But, but it's, it's, you know, it's at the seaside, right? So it's a bit fresh air. Uh, Madrid, it gets like 40. Or in the south of Spain, it's like 40. And that's up till 100 Fahrenheit. So it gets yeah. pretty hot. Yeah. So do you do, do you still do the traveling thing? Even though you love Spain, do you still do the, um, have you taken your kids up to different parts of the, parts of Europe? Not lately. It's just that mostly we do those trips back to Holland to visit the family. So okay. most of my free time, I just go to Holland a couple of times, visiting the parents and, you know, bring my kids. Uh, one of the things you bring up on, on the podcast, oh, every episode you guys ask, what, what are you reading? Mm. Do you, have you always been a reader or that's a great question actually i got into reading pretty late like at, at high school I, I i really didn't like reading like you had these these books you had to read like i now i would love reading them again like 1984 and brave new world and those you know those those, those utopian books and and i could no nah, i could i couldn't be bothered you know and uh but I don't know. Like later in my twenties, I, I got more more into philosophy and reading, and and it really stuck since then. So yeah, and that's now a big, yeah, big fan of reading of reading books. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you reading now? Uh, well, Chris May got me on the. Uh, oh, we're not doing camera, maybe, but uh, building a second brain with Tiago okay. Forte. So um, about note taking and you know getting all that stuff out of your head and more systematized information um but i'm also into fiction so i'm reading uh anna karenina that's a really uh, long one for the <laughs> russians <laughs> you don't mess around yeah and so yeah i read all kind of things both fiction and, and non-fiction yeah and and reading multiple books at once yes yes that's that's inevitable but i it's and probably that's... better to stick with one yeah i don't know if it's better i mean i i think I usually have several books I'm reading at once and, but that's like what you do in school, right? I mean, at a history mm -hmm. book, I was reading in a math book and you know, whatever um, you read a chapter at a time and, and also uh, watching t TV series. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. following a handful of TV series. I uh, don't just, I mean, sometimes I read just a watch just one at a time, totally binged Grimm all at once, like six seasons <laughs> at once or three seasons or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Um, uh, and okay. So you've got a big bookshelf behind you. Yeah. I'm, mm. uh, apologize for not doing video because you know, you got like the perfect video set up right there, but um, you've got like plants to, to make sure that you're not a robot. And the books to make it look <laughs> smart, and then some artwork on the side, which is good. It's good. That's a nice balance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the wife as well, right, for the, putting those plants in there. And the, is she yeah. got the green thumb in the family? Then <laughs> the green thumb. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> like the nature stuff. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that not a not a term in Europe or something? Yeah. Green thumb. No. Ex explain it. Somebody, somebody that's uh, good at um, uh, good with plants. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a passion of hers. Yeah. So I say that I read a lot, but honestly, I'm probably physically reading. What am I physically reading? I've got a C plus plus book I'm reading, and um, um, 
a meditation book. Actually, I thought it was about communicating, but it's really about uh, what's well, a Thich Nhat Hanh book. Um, so it's um, it's about um, basically commu- communicating with yourself so that you can communicate with other people better, things like that. That's a mm-hmm. pretty good book. But um, I have been doing a lot of gardening um, with the heat, trying to make, make, make sure that the garden doesn't die. I'm out watering probably an hour and a half a day, uh, which sounds like, terrible work but i love it and i'm usually listening to a book on tape um while i'm out there so um oh, wait, uh, audible stuff. yeah well okay so i spent a lot on audible and then my daughter my older daughter said just like you should check out the library offering so the um with our public library there's a an app that we can do that we can check out audiobooks from the library just on your phone and oh, nice. so i'm i'm listening to more and then uh Brett Cannon um, uh, started, well, this I was desperate because Brett Cannon started me on the Murderbot Diaries. Um, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> and they're pretty good, except for they're short. So I like bought the first one and, you know, an hour and a half later or something like that, it's gone. Um, and I'm like, what? Because it's, they're like novellas. They're only, they're under 200 pages each. So the audiobook's pretty fast. So, um, and I looked into the series, there's like seven. I'm like, if I, if I buy them 10 bucks each, it's $70. I don't know if I want to spend $70 on this, but so I've got, I've got, I'm waiting to get my, my turn to listen to them through the library. Um, nice. But yeah, it's, it's every time through podcast, uh, the, the reading this grows, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I kind of bounce back and forth. Sometimes I like listening to podcasts and sometimes I listen to, to books and then sometimes I, uh, and even podcasts, sometimes it's business ones and, and, uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's tech stuff and everything. But, um, so you're, what's coming next? So the, the, you're kind of doing the coaching and you're keeping up on, are you keeping up on everything else? Is the, is the code challenges platform still growing? Yeah, slowly, but it is. Yeah, we, we do a lot. Um, so the main thing is the coaching. Um, we do the podcast. We do the YouTube. We do the weekly emails. Um, we want to do some more articles as well. I've been posting to LinkedIn quite long posts, so I was thinking maybe I should put those on the blog. Um, you're but yeah, post- product. Mm-hmm. You're writing on LinkedIn is also? Yeah, I write quite a bit on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. these longer software-related posts. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. And so what's next? Yeah, we, we just actually launched PDI, so PyBytes Developer Init. Um, and that's for the complete uh, beginner or novice. And uh, that's a six-week six uh, program uh, where we um, get you from complete beginner to intermediate uh, developer. By So it's very similar to PDM, um, but instead of clients coming at us with uh, their projects, we guide them through all the basics with Python and Git and GitHub and do one or more capstone projects. So it's a bit more structured. Um, so that's now running for a month. And yeah, we also want to work on the other end. So after PDM to go into specializations so people can do a six-week front-end track or six-week SaaS business track or a six-week uh, machine learning track because... You just got two coaches as well that specialize in front end and uh, machine learning. So uh, exciting times! Very exciting. Be be like uh, 
between you and real Python, you'd be like controlling the world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, right? They, we have different approaches and, uh, yeah. And, but it both helps developers, you know? Yeah. And, but so one of the things I'm noticing is this is kind of a lot of talking with people and community building for an introvert. Is this challenging to you? Well, when you say introvert, like talking with, I, I like talking with people. That's for sure. Um, well, maybe you can resonate with that, right? As an introvert, we, I don't know. I'm maybe asking you the question, like talking one-to-one -one with somebody is, is not really that difficult per se, but maybe in a group setting, you would struggle a bit more. Um, but I think the introvert thing is also more like, how do you want to spend time? And I'm definitely like, I also like to read a book and do things by myself. Uh, but yeah, I definitely don't have a problem connecting. And uh, I think in our PyBytes world, that's, that's pretty important as well, right? With the coaching and, and the community, yeah. it's, it's a lot about uh, interacting with people. And, and we do enjoy that a lot. I remember like maybe probably 15 years ago, I was talking with one of the uh, marketing um, uh, marketing great marketing people in our company at the company I was at at the time. And I said pretty much that I don't think I could do their job because I'm such a, I like, I don't know, the sales part of it seems, I mean, I had, I, I get at the time I had a, un, I didn't have a good understanding for what marketing was. And, um, I thought it was people trying to tell, trying to convince you to buy something, even if you didn't need it. And, um, and I didn't say that I just was, that's my, was my mindset of like, people just want to sell stuff and sell as much as they can. But the, uh, when I was talking with them, they said, I actually think that you would be a decent person at this job because mostly what we do is try to listen, try to understand what problems the other person has and see if there's any offerings that we have that might help and to help them mm -hmm. to use it. And like, well, I, doesn't sound too bad but mm. um and uh that and many other conversations with people that i assumed uh too much about um got me to i guess just start practice practicing listening and and as an introvert listening's easy i i like mm. it's not talking i so that's good um but yeah uh, uh, yeah I, exactly that, that's a great point i I really enjoy listening, right? When people get on the calls with us and, and we talk about, you know, where they struggle and their goals. And yeah, sometimes you're just listening for 20, 30 minutes and not saying anything. And I love it. <laughs> that That's great, right? It's uh, we have to listen to really be able to help people properly. So of all the things you guys are working on for you, what's the most fun part? Hmm. Wow. I'm a bit torn. Like I, I still like the days where I have a couple of hours to code, right? Okay. I don't think that goes away, um, but it has become less, right? Because now um, I'm kind of split between the content creation, the coaching of people, uh, you know, marketing, sales, having calls of people that are interested. Um, and we have people now working in our team, right? So you also have some managing uh, responsibility in in the sense of you know leading your team. Yeah. 
so I'm kind of having four hats. <laughs> um, and I actually like all these tasks. So what's my favorite? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I almost enjoy all of that because they have all, you use different skills for all these things, right? And I mean, the coding, the passion for coding does not go away, right? Again, having these gaps to code is, is awesome. But then if you coach somebody and you see those aha moments when they get unstuck and they they launch something to PyPI, which they thought they were not capable of, that's tremendously satisfying as well, right? Or working with a team and see that your fellow coaches come up with brilliant ideas you didn't have. And you're like, that's so awesome. We have a team now, right? So it's uh, well, that's all fun to me, to be honest. One of the things that I think is cool about what you're doing is... Um is the coaching part partly because it's also you do have to grow the team to grow because you can't you and both you and Julian by the just the two of you can't coach everybody that you want to right um so letting uh some of these coaches be able to help people without having to go out and build their own platform or audience by themselves and then also uh to get some extra money on the side. So that's nice. Mm. So yep. um, it's pretty cool that what you're doing. So thank you. Um, and well, you, thank you. And I guess you're, you're having enough fun with it that you're probably not looking for uh, to jump out anytime soon. Um, this, this would be a hard company to sell. I think uh, to, to remove, remove Bob and Julian from the company. And there's not much there. Um, I mean, there's other people, but. Uh, I would say so a couple of years ago, but these days with the people that work for us, it's, uh, yeah, we were still, obviously we have, uh, there's Bob and Julian, but there, yeah, there, there's more a team now. So I'm really happy that there's more redundancy and, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe you're going to IPO new soon. And, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm staying right here right now. We're, we're having a lot of fun with it and, and satisfaction and yeah as you said right it's it's not only about the clients getting them results it's also our team right giving them an opportunity to grow as coaches and yeah both things have just are just amazing so um any idea if you guys are going to try to hit us pycon next year hope so <laughs> last year's it didn't happen uh <laughs> it's yeah. just a uh, huge undertaking and trip but uh Definitely open to it because it's about time to get all together, right? Yeah, I'd love to see it, but of course, on on my end, I I'd like to go to to Euro PyCon as well sometime. So, um, uh, usually hit go there, right? Or do you? Uh, not, not I. Uh, also, not I do have a ticket for uh, Tenerife in Spain. Okay, um, that's in October, but I would still have to make arrangements on all that, but. Yeah, not not have been to conferences lately since the pandemic. Um, yeah, and it's so yeah, not, that's it. It's also not a slam dunk with family and everything to have to. Make yeah, sure, it's a bit tougher to now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for talking with me, Bob, and um, keep up the good work. We we love we love you and Julian. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks. We have you guys too. What you do, and uh, thanks for having me on the show today. All right, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Python People. Show notes are at pythonpeople.fm. Please subscribe to the show. You can also follow the show on Mastodon. Follow at Python People or at Brian Aachen, both on fostodon.org. 
This episode is brought to you by the Complete PyTest course. PyTest is powerful and easy to get started. You owe it to yourself and your team to write clean, easy to read tests to save you time now and during maintenance. The Complete PyTest course will get you started with good habits and teach you some cool tricks when you need them later on. Even if you already use PyTest, why not level up? With a 30-day refund policy, you've got nothing to lose. Check it out at courses.pythontest.com. Thank you, Patreon supporters. You rock. Links to the course and Patreon signup are in the show notes. If you'd like to be on the show or know someone you'd like me to interview, reach out to me on Mastodon. I'm at Brian Aachen at Fostodon.org. That's all for now. Thanks.